Welcome to the Lend Academy podcast, session number two. Hi everyone, this is Peter Renton and thank you for joining me here on the second edition of the Lend Academy podcast. In today's podcast, we have an interesting interview with Larry Ludwig, who is the founder of InvestorJunkie.com, a blog devoted to investing. And I've known Larry for a couple of years and always enjoyed his writings on uh, on peer-to-peer lending. He's been investing and writing about peer-to-peer lending almost as long as I have. And thought I would get him on the show because he has, I think he has some interesting perspectives. So and hope you enjoy the interview. Hi, Larry, and uh, welcome to the Lend Academy podcast. Thanks for coming on. Thank you, Peter. So let's just get started with um, a bit of background. Can you just tell the listeners a little bit about yourself um, and just provide, you know, information, what you do for a day job, what you what you do on a day-to-day basis, and what's your primary sources of income and that sort of thing? Sure. Um, well, I mean, I started really a business about, geez, now over 10 years ago. It's been late 1999. I started my first web hosting business, in fact. And from there, I've really been into technology ever since I was a little kid. So with that said, I've always had a fascination with technology and business. And with that, I've also had interest in investing. And from there, you know, I created a website in 2009 called Investor Junkie and really had an interest to grow it compared to what I saw else on the marketplace, meaning there were so many other websites that it just really talked either about the basics of finance or getting out of debt, like kind of like a Susie Orman or Dave Ramsey. And, you know, for my financial situation, I was much more ahead of that and wanted to discuss more advanced topics, including stuff, you know, peer-to-peer lending and peer-to-peer investing that really just really was coming on the marketplace at the time, but really very little talked about. Okay. So, so then um, you started Investor Junkie, what was it, 2009? You started yep. it. So, what was, was is, is your goal to make this your your full time gig, or what's your what, what what's what's why what are you what are your pur- what's your purpose here? Good question. I I really always have my fingers in multiple pies, and I really have interest in multiple things. Web hosting has been my primary stay from the get go, and this website was originally just a goof in the sense of showing the chase of technologies that I can do on the hosting side. And it really grew from there, much more than I expected. So originally, it was just a showcase to show off our technologies. Look, we, can, we have a blog that can show how to do a WordPress website and all the technical details behind there. And I won't bore you with those details. But ultimately, the show you know, was a technology site that also showed solid investing advice as well. So it really grew much more than I expected from, the, from there. And it's really one of my sources of income. I can't say it's the primary, but it is one of my sources. Right. And right. ultimately, in terms of a website... It's really about, originally it was more self-serving, again, from my end, to help educate myself. Not to say I was a novice investor, but really to take it to the next level. Okay. And with that said, I really, it's really, in the end, helping try to help other investors and become better investors in the end. Right. That's, that's, that's great. You know, and I, I mean, I, I've been reading your site since, you know, since I came into this space. And you know, I, think you've, I think you've done a great job. It's grown, it's grown nicely over the years. But um, Let's let's just let's talk about peer-to-peer lending. And you're one of the few people who have, I think, been doing this as long or even longer than than I have. Um, how did you how did you first? Do you remember how you first heard about it and what got you interested? That's a good question. I'm not sure how I first heard about it. Um, 
I think it might have been a Wall Street Journal article. I'm not really too sure, to be honest. Mm-hmm. But I, what, I, what really caught my eye was, you know, I've always looked at from a bank's perspective, well, you know, they have the ability to invest in this unsecured debt. But yet as a consumer, the only way I knew to invest in that was to invest in the bank itself. So when I saw this opportunity with Lending Club, I didn't know about the Prosper at the time, but slowly figured out that Prosper also did the same thing. It really would call my eye as a way of investing in assets that basically, as I say in my review, it's a way to become a bank. Right. And it really caught my eye and it really intrigued me at the time. So uh, like most people, I was skeptical, like, can these returns really be possible? And I did more and more research in it and found it was possible. So I, I invested, started investing with about $1,000 at the time and grew it from there. Okay. So what, what was your initial strategy? Did you, were you a pretty conservative investor? Did you try and swing for the fences? What were you, what were you doing? Um, I originally started a little too conservative, I think. I think in retrospect, I should have went more risky, not knowing, not knowing the risks for the lower end prime borrowers, if you will. I mean, all prime, of course, but ultimately the lower end borrowers, I thought had more risks. They weren't really, at the time at least, Lending Club, I don't think properly priced them out and they should have been more riskier uh, in terms on those loans. But in retrospect, um, I initially started with just some of the basics of doing, doing my research online, finding some, some comparable examples of how to invest and took it from there. And I really didn't have a set strategy at the time. Mm-hmm. So what about, what about um, you know, obviously it's been, you know, four plus years now. I mean, what, what have you, I mean, how have you honed your strategy over, over this time period? Um, I guess it's been more and more research. I mean, part of it's using your own website, of course. Well, uh, that's definitely, definitely, definitely. I mean, it's not a promotion, but it's true. I mean, I think you, you're also yourself one of the leaders in this industry and it's helped educate others, even myself, really become a better investor in peer-to-peer lending. And with that said, it's really taking much more of an analytical base on taking the data from not only within peer-to-peer lending itself, but also just historical credit card data and how to apply it to this, this industry. I believe really it's, it, it's along those same lines. I mean, most people consider it different assets, but it really is comparative to credit card debt and how to invest in it. And so let's just take all that, talk about that for a second because you said that you, you, know, you, you were really one of the um, few people who I've heard say that you were interested in unsecured consumer credit before peer-to-peer lending came along. Mm-hmm. So did you, did you do some research on, on credit card companies and how they – and how they decide to issue credit cards or how, like, I'm just trying to, I'm just curious that, um, you know, because you're coming at it from a slightly different perspective to a lot of other people. Do you, is that what, is that sort of, did that help you create a strategy or what, what, or what? I mean, yeah, sort of. I mean, I've, I've invested in banks prior to peer to peer lending and really understood how they, from their you know, annual reports, how they invested in uh, or how they use credit cards uh, in their portfolio. And from there, I, yeah, I always had that interest of how do I, how can I use that or do it myself personally, on a, you know, individual basis. And I, obviously at the time there was no such thing. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Right. Right. So then um, today I know like on your Lending Club review, you've, um, you know, you've, it's a great review by the way. And I, you, you detail your, your, the filters that you're actually using today. Is that, um, how often do you go and revisit that? And, and are you still, you can, I, I don't know when you last published that review, but are you still using the, the same filters to, your, to invest today? Um, yeah, I mean, to answer your f- the first question, la- the last question first, the, 
the review gets updated pretty much every quarter or so. I update the stats and I do take as far as the investment strategy. I, I look at it probably on an annual basis. It, I, last time I did that was in January and I probably will revisit the stats to see if the numbers still make sense. I mean, it's really, I'm trying to look at the statistical models and seeing what numbers make sense to get the ultimate highest return with the lowest risk. Right. Okay. And so then I know, like I noticed on your last review, I think you've got just, you know, like over 11,000, 12,000, whatever invested. Are you, are you adding money to that or are you just, just reinvesting? Yes, I am. I have right now at the moment, I think it's about 16,000 with Lending Club and with Prosper, it's almost exactly 3,000. Okay. Okay. So about 20, almost 20,000, 19,000 right now. Right. So let's like with Lending Club, are you, um, are you logging on every day, every week, um, four times a day? What do you, what do, you do? <laughs> <laughs> um, I'm probably one of those really uh, anal retentive where I do log in probably four times a day. Okay. Um, I do check in probably more often than I shouldn't. I mean, I do that same thing with other things like my stats for my own websites. I probably shouldn't do it as often, but I do. Um, with that said, yeah, I do probably with Lending Club around the times that they release their their new lending uh New, lend- new loans, I should say. Mm-hmm. Um, and I try to pick up those new loans very quickly because as you probably well know, they go very quickly. Yeah, yeah. Um, with Prosper, I'm not so sure. And I'll probably have to speak to you about that. What mm-hmm. schedules they release their data. I don't know. I've been trying to find out any data on when they release their new loans and I haven't found anything definitive. Right, well, I, I can tell you that. It's, for, 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 um, it's 9 a.m. and 5 p.m. Pacific uh, every, every weekday and noon on weekends. And uh, and the, it's the same sort of thing that happens at Lending Club. There is there is a uh, you know the gold rush or the, the yeah. you know the feeding frenzy that happens uh, when when the new loans get added and you know it's it's obviously it's very competitive. So so are you are you using like this like on Prosper? Then are you are you using any of the automated pieces or are you still just going on and um and picking the loans uh, I, manually? I still prefer manual. I mean, from my end, I don't like. I'm not a big fan of anything automated to the nth degree, unless it really can get down to the the level of detail and filtering uh, that I can get, uh, that I do right now currently. And Prosper has a little bit more functionality in that respect mm-hmm. compared to Lending Club, but still do it manually. Right. I mean, it may come to a point where, and especially obviously if you're a big institutional investor, you really have no other choice but to do it automatically. Um, but in my case, I'm still, I guess, at the cusp where I can still get away with doing it manually. Right, right. That's good. Yeah. So, so then you're um, when you when you're trying to deploy new money. You've obviously, if you've got sixteen thousand now, you've obviously added a little bit at Lending Club over the, the last few months. Um, yeah. Are you? How long does it take you to deploy? Like, say, a thousand or two thousand dollars. Typically, in the past few months, I've been doing about a thousand a month adding, mm-hmm. and it's and that's not including also reinvesting the gains I have. Sure. Um, I would say it takes about two weeks tops on average, I would say in the past few months. And it, obviously it's getting, uh, one of the things I know you want to talk about is getting much more competitive. Right. Uh, that's definitely, I think ultimately it's because of people who are really desperate for yield. And I think they're using Lending Club and Prosper to really get, again, they realize it's decent returns with lower risk and find it's a way to get return on your money compared to a lot of other traditional investments. So right. with that said, yeah, there's definitely competition. And it's great for those two, you know, two companies, but obviously it makes it harder for us as investors. Sure, and you know, like like last year, you could go on to Lending Club 
pretty much any time and there'd be <laughs> over a thousand loans on the yeah. you know, high yield loans would be staying on there for a week and I know. you could you could you could just take your time. So so how how have you adjusted to to that? Are you just are you adjusting by just getting on when they in, in, during feeding time or are you um, um how, what are you doing? Well, nickel steamroller is definitely a, a service I use. I love that a lot. And mm-hmm. I get emails from him all the time in terms of my, my profiles and my filters. Yep. Um, so with that said, I use that. And some of it is manual on, outside of that as well. It's really those two strategies at the moment. I, would, I mean, I would love to have something where I know nickel steamroller is rolling out their commercial service. And I haven't really had a chance to test it yet. But mm-hmm. I, I definitely think as I get more and more money, if I, let's say, go to forty fifty thousand dollars $50,000 in investments, I think I'll have no choice but to do automated just because of the amount of time to do reinvest all those uh, notes. Right, right, for sure. Yeah, that, I mean, one of the great things about automated too is that, you know, if you're, if you're deploying, because I have some of my accounts automated and some of them I, I still do manually, but, you know, deploying new capital, I mean, the great thing about the automated, it, you never miss it. Like if you're yeah. going out to dinner or something, you, you, miss the, <laughs> you miss the 6 p.m. upload, then, you know, <laughs> the automated system will never miss. So that, that, that helps a lot. Yes. Yeah. So yeah, I'm, I'm, I'm getting at that point where I think I have no choice. I, I think, and, I, and overall in the industry, if you're anything serious, I think that's the, the, the way this is progressing anyways, is you really have no choice but to go the automated method. If you're investing any serious amount of capital, I mean, if you're doing a few thousand, yeah, you can get away with it. But like I said, I'm kind of, I think on the cusp where I think next year I'm going to have no choice. So does that mean you're, you're planning on adding substantially to your, to your investments or you like a thousand dollars a month or are you going to keep doing that or what's your plan? Um, I mean, been slow. it's like more the slow and steady. I, I think, I mean, I could add more if I really wanted to, I think because of the way you, it's, I always looked at Lending Club and Prosper as a slow in, slow out. Mm-hmm. And it's a, a slow investment process. It's not something, you I mean, you, you could take, in theory, $20,000 and deposit it once and away you go. And, but I don't think you'd get the best of the notes out there over the long term. So I'd rather do it more of a long-term strategy. So I've been doing, I think next year I might take the strategy of doing about 1000 a month. Right. Um, right. Just because of, again, it's a slow in, slow out. So I'm not going to go and put 20000 at once. It'll be over time. And, and it's also part of my overall asset allocation strategy. You know, both companies are part of my overall investment. It's not the investment or primary investment. It's a very small part. Sure, sure. So then, and let, let's just talk about Prosper for a second. You, I, um, I noticed, you know, you, you opened a Prosper account a couple of years back. I mean, what's, how have you found that there? I mean, is, is there, are you planning on, on um, taking the, the Prosper account up to where Lending Club, the dollar value is? Or what's, what, what are your plans with your Prosper account? I, I mean, I would love to. It's, my problem has been finding there's not as many notes available within Prosper compared to Lending Club. That's been my primary issue. Mm-hmm. Uh, as much as I think both, I think Prosper has definitely got with it in the past few years compared to what they used to do in terms of their overall um, the risk profile they would set up for the notes. And since it's all changed now, more like Lending Club, I, I do like their service much, much more. Mm-hmm. With that said, I still think they're really the number two player and therefore it's much harder to find good quality notes that I like, at least I like. Right, right. And yeah, you know, the thing about in, in Prosper, it's, it's the same. I mean, the high yield notes, um, there's just, that they, they disappear um, oh yeah, almost instantly. In, yeah, within seconds, uh, prosper is because it's a sm- yeah, it's a smaller marketplace. So therefore, you know, compared to Lending Club, it's much larger and there are much more notes available, and therefore it takes a little bit longer to disappear. Yeah, although in their in their defense, they are getting larger. I mean, they're not. Yes. They, <laughs> they, they, they've had a great year, but they're still. Yeah. I mean, they're still obviously 
you know, they did 50 million versus 230 million or whatever. It's still, you know, they're obviously still a lot smaller. And both, both com- yeah, both companies comparative to the traditional credit card or unsecured debt industry is still very small. So they have much more room to grow without question. Mm-hmm. And this industry will help once it starts, especially if a company like Lending Club goes public next year, I think their growth will be exponential. So therefore, uh, from our perspective, I think it will make it much easier, not only in terms of um, the states that will open up, it'll be all 50 states. Right. The other is just overall the brand recognition, the more people aware of it, I think we'll get much more uh, better notes out there for investors like ourselves. Yeah, I mean, that's that, that. I mean, obviously, the Lending Club IPO is probably going to be the biggest event in the history of this industry. Yeah. And it's going to, I mean, it's not going to be quite, you know, not going to be quite like the Twitter IPO or the Facebook IPO, but it's it's definitely going to get some, it's going to get some mainstream press. And that's going to, I mean, one of the bad things that I worry about is you know, suddenly you've got all 50 states. You're going to have investors from, you know, that have been well, chomping at the bit in, you know, Massachusetts and Texas and true. Ohio. And that's that that could make it a little bit more uh, competitive, particularly on the, on the retail side. But, um, yeah, you're going to have also have – it's going to make them easier, I think, to for name recognition for borrowers and that sort of thing. So it's going to be I, exciting. I mean, yeah, I mean, overall, I think it will increase the liquidity, which is important, I think, in this industry. It will increase the transparency that – I mean, we already have a decent amount of transparency, but it will push it to the next level. Mm-hmm. When you have a public company that's traded on the active stock market, I think it will definitely it, – it's pretty much open game in terms of uh, – allowing really anyone to invest in this this industry, you know, which is, I think, a great industry to be in. Yep, couldn't agree more. <laughs> so, um, so what? Just let's talk about returns. Um, you, you know, it looks like you know when I look at your reviews, you're you know you're getting double digit returns. Is that? Do you have a goal with your returns, and how? What do you? How do you, how do you feel about the returns you're getting? Well, I mean, turn, uh, let's see. I just pulled up my stats for today. As of today's, when this is actually a listen. A, Recorded today's uh, what is it, December 6th? December 6th, yeah. Um, Lending Club, I'm currently getting 9.35 percent with their uh, the new way they calculate right, their adjusted, the adjusted it, NAI, exactly. Yeah. Yep. And the old way is 1025. Mm-hmm. Um, with Prosper, I'm getting 13.64 percent uh, seasoned, and with the unseasoned, it's 13 point uh, 13.05. Mm-hmm. I, I mean, obviously, in my case, these are my results, so it definitely is unique compared to what may others get. But ultimately, um, yeah, I'm very happy with these results. I mean, I, I think I was just looking at the Lending Club on your your latest post. They were talking about the new returns and the, the overall graphing yep. of your returns compared to others. And I, it's definitely pleasing to know that I've in the higher percentile. So it's it's definitely I'm not totally off the, the, the graph, but I'm right. within percentiles. So it's it's a, it's soothing to know that I'm definitely doing the right thing. And ultimately, since I've been doing it for so long. The returns have been very stable, so I'm very happy with the returns. I can't really complain. I mean, it was originally, a, you know, the ultimate reason why I created these review and ultimate quarterly and now semi-annually uh, updates is to show proof of concept and also to really show this stuff would really work or not. And I think I've shown it's really worked. So I've been really happy with it. Right, right. Okay. So do you, do you ever, ever trade on the, on the secondary market, the portfolio trading platform? I do a little bit, but I should do more. I mean, the biggest issue, and I've we've just definitely discussed this before. It's it's not as liquid as I'd like it to be. It's not as easy or intuitive to use as I like it to be. Right. Uh, yeah. Those have been my primary issues. If it was really improved on, I think it would help tremendously. And I, I, again, I'm all for liquidity. I think ultimately, from our end as investors, we should be able to sell these notes very quickly on the secondary market. So. 
Yeah, I mean, that's the thing. I think well, the, the holy grail is, I mean, look, the, the stock market is a secondary market. And, yep. you know, that's what we really want to be able to do is is execute a trade that goes through instantly because there's just a massive amount of buyers and sellers. And, you know, we're nowhere near that uh, that being a no. reality today. And, you know, I agree with you. I, I'm in the folio trading platform. It's, I mean, I sometimes, I, the only time I really use it these days is when I, I fund a uh, a friend or or some sort of contact that I have who's got an A grade loan. I don't want to hold an A grade loan in my portfolio, so yeah. I, uh, I'll, I'll, I'm helping them helping them out by funding them, and then I just offload it. But uh, I yeah, I, mean, I think Folio, it's you know there's there's a lot of, of room for improvement, shall we say? Even though you know they've put a bit of effort into it this year at Lending mm-hmm. Club, yep. you know Prosper, it's still pretty much um, unchanged, and I think. Yeah, you know, we've talked about trading platforms uh, with uh, the management team there. They would they would like to see more robust trading platform. It's gonna it would help the asset oh, class. Yeah. But yeah, you know, we're we're probably a year or two at least, and probably several years before we get to the liquidity of a traditional asset class like oh, you know, equities. Yeah. yeah, I mean, honestly, I think the like we were saying about uh, lending club going public, I think that will help as well. You know, they'll have more cash to do such things like we discussed. Uh, I think ultimately. Yeah, it's a t- it's a slow process. I mean, keep in mind this is only what now seven year industry that didn't exist seven years ago, so yep. it's still relatively new in that respect. I mean, again, the the idea of unsecured debt is not new. That's the one thing. I mean, people say this is a new industry. It isn't. It isn't. It's new in the sense of allow us as an individual investor to invest in these type of notes, mm-hmm. where before it was only uh, commercial entities, banks who were allowed to do this. So it's really it's new on our end. But it's not new in the. It's really an old industry. It's really gone back for over you know, 100, 200 years. Yeah, yeah, for sure. And but yeah, obviously, what's new is this is the first time that everyday investors can really participate and and, and enjoy the returns. Which yes, know, that's 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 the exciting piece. So yeah. So I wanted just to move on to a slightly different topic here and just get your thoughts on um, on the future. This is a question that I, I like to ask people, and I, I mean, I actually asked it on the Lendit panel uh, this year, but I. You know, we are in this crazy environment now that we've been in for, you know, it's coming up on the five-year anniversary, I think, of when interest rates basically went to zero. Yep. Um, they're not going to be at zero forever. That's Everyone agrees with that. We don't know how long they're going to be at zero. But uh, what what do you think will, um, you know, what, what's, the, what's, the, what's going to be the impact? Say we get back to a, you know, a 5% you know, Fed funds rate that really was not that long ago that we had that. Um, what what do you think is going to is going to be the impact uh, on investors in this uh, in lending club prosper in this asset class in general? Believe it or not, I don't think we are going to get to those rates anytime in the near future. I'm actually one of the rare exceptions, probably that doesn't believe we're going to hit five percent in the federal funds rate. I don't. I think if we do, we really, as a country, have other issues than to deal with because of the amount of debt we've been expanding in the past five, six years. Mm-hmm. So my my biggest concern is <clears throat> on that end, not necessarily that um, that we have to worry about for these types of fixed income investments. With that said, even if they were to get to those rates, historically, compare if you're comparing other traditional investments, it's still there's still a big gap between the two. So the amount of basis points between, say, a traditional treasury bond. And Lending Club will still be so great enough that I think the risk to reward will be worth it to invest in that type of asset still. So I don't think, at least in my opinion, I don't, it's a concern that it's, as it starts raising, if it, or it does raise, 
it will be a concern, but I'm not sure how much of a concern it is with this industry. I don't think it's, I think it's more overblown than real issue, in my opinion. Hmm. Okay. Okay. Fair enough. Fair enough. Then, so as far as like, you know, I know you on, on your, on your site, investorjunkie.com you you know you cover all kinds of different topics and um obviously with uh, on investing so what where do you think um peer-to-peer lending fits in your in an overall strategy where do you think um and basically how does it how is it changing too do you think that it's still a real fringe type of investment that that deserves us a tiny portion or where, where do you think it fits um, well, and the interesting thing you were talking about how, you know, the federal fund rate, it's been over five years now, pretty much at zero to 0.25%. And my last CD, I had a ladder of CDs. Mm-hmm. Um, my last five year CD just matured in November and I do not have any CDs. I do currently have I bonds as well, right. uh, but I do not have any CDs because of really my concerns are with that sector at least is more interest rate, not interest rate risk, I'm sorry, inflation risk. Right. And I'm concerned with that more than, because of the rates are so low, I'm more concerned about inflation than just overall return. Mm-hmm. So with that said, um, in terms of, I think it should be not a huge part of a strategy, a huge part of your portfolio, but it should definitely be part of it. And it should be part of your overall fixed income. Uh, with that said, in my case, it's like five to 10% if that, I mean, it's not really a huge part of my portfolio. Right, right. So, uh, like, do you do you feel like now that you know it's it's a lower it's a lo- obviously it's a lower risk than it was when you started? But do you think that risk the risk of these loans is is going down over time? And what what are your thoughts on risk? I, I mean, it's the risk is really based on the overall economy. I mean, if you looked at stats that showed unsecured credit card debt from the Fed, I mean, you definitely had an increase in defaults during the two thousand eight two thousand nine crisis. Right. So with that said, I mean, you really should use that as an example for how uh, Lending Club and Prosper should act during that s- similar or worse conditions. Mm-hmm. So with that said, I don't, I mean, it's somewhat tied into the economy, obviously, uh, individual investors, uh, I'm sorry, individual b- borrowers and how they, um, the returns you should be expecting from those borrowers. But it's ultimately, it, it's pretty stable overall if you invest in diversify, diversify your portfolio in a lot of notes. I mean, in my case, I have, I think, 900 notes now right. with Lending Club. So therefore, the chances of one individual really affecting my portfolio are pretty much slim and none. Right. So you're so diversified in your overall note selection that the chances of a few going default, I mean, in my case, I think I have an average, I haven't tallied it recently, but previously it was around 3%. So it's, a lot, it's almost in line with traditional unsecured debt in a normal economy. So ultimately, I'm not concerned with um, you know, my returns. I, I think ultimately in the long run, it's been very stable in the past over three years now. And I think it'll show if I, I keep doing it in the next few years, it'll be similar. So I don't, I don't expect to get, you know, I'm not unreasonable. I'm not expecting 15 to 20% returns. I'm expecting eight to 10%. I think that's been in line with what I'm getting. Yeah. Yeah. And uh, yeah, it, there's no reason to think that's not going to continue going forward. I mean, one of the things that, um, that they talk about at Lending Club, I've heard, and and Prosper as well. They they talk about the unemployment rate, and the and that's the that's the one of the key metrics. Yes, because you know if people start losing their jobs, 
then we're really going to, you know, that's that's going to drive up defaults. And you know, we just saw this morning that unemployment is um, is is still can you know slowly dropping. It's probably not going to get down to four or five percent anytime soon. But obviously, it's no. still slowly dropping. So there's not near term. There's very you know, it seems like there's very little risk to a hit to a diversified portfolio. Yeah, I, I mean, again, based on the amount of notes you, you invest and, and what percentage of your overall portfolio you use these peer-to-peer investing companies, I mean, the chances of really a, a major hit is pretty slim. Mm-hmm. So ultimately, I mean, if you're investing like 30, 40% of your portfolio in Lending Club and Prosper, I think that's silly. I, and I would never recommend that to anyone. Right. But if it's a small part of your portfolio of fixed income, I think it, it makes sense. It should be part of I mean, I think as we, I think in the next five, 10 years, I think we'll see more and more mainstream uh, people recommending it as part of their portfolio. Right. I just, I don't see any other, I mean, where else can right, at least right now in this environment, where else can you get these type of returns with the risk profile that it has? I, I really don't see anything else available. Mm-hmm. Um, mm-hmm. I mean, obviously my biggest concern from my end right now, I have my stuff in taxable accounts and my concern is I should be putting more into tax deferred. You should. Yeah. Yes, <laughs> <laughs> I don't. I don't add to my taxable accounts anymore. I mean, I'm, yeah. only, I'm only adding to the tax deferred because it's. It just you know once you start to get particularly once you get up to a certain number you can't you can't deduct the losses after a yes. certain after a certain amount so it's uh, you don't want to get too much in your taxable account if you can avoid it so yeah I mean fortunately they're considered active investing so therefore yeah from my end that was probably my if you want to document any mistake I did in my <laughs> processes I should have done that from the get go but. You know, I mean, for my end, I'll probably in the future, we'll be opening up also a tax-deferred account for right. one or one or both. Yep, yep, great. Okay, Larry, this has been great. So when can we when can we actually expect a, another update on your peer-to-peer lending investments on Investor Junkie? Uh, January 20, uh, 2014. Okay, so in a month or so, that'll be that'll be great. Yeah. Okay, Larry, well, I really appreciate you coming on. Um, it's been a fascinating discussion, and um, yeah, all the best. Thank you, Peter. Okay, thanks, Larry. Thank you. Okay, I hope you enjoyed that interview with the investor junkie, Larry Ludwig. Before I sign off, I just have one request. Um, As you know, we are brand new here. That was just session two of the podcast. And we would love to get some reviews up on iTunes or Stitcher. Now, there are going to be links in the Lend Academy show notes. It's lendacademy.com slash session two. There'll be links to both iTunes and Stitcher on that post. If you could go there and give us a quick review, we would really appreciate it. So thanks for listening and we'll talk with you next time.